Love the Lord your God, although your heart, soul, mind, and strength, yeah? And love your neighbor as yourself. That's right. So when you're loving God and you're loving and you're partnering with God in his mission in the world, it's like uh, we need to be people who first love him, but first know him. We need to be people who know God, and then we need to partner with God in his mission, uh, the mission of Jesus Christ to make the gospel, the good news that Jesus has fixed our relationship with God into, into the world. So that's his mission. And we wonderfully get to partner with him on his mission. It's a beautiful thing. So we are to be people who first know God and then to partner with him to make him known through the world. And so that's what we've been talking about. And that's what discipleship is. Discipleship is very similar to mentoring uh, in that you need to live a close enough proximity to someone that they can like catch your relationship with Jesus. Like, like a cold. There's so much flu going around at the moment. Um, and it's, it's like, imagine if discipleship, if, if Christianity was like that, that people could just catch a relationship with Jesus. Like, I know that's a, almost a silly uh, idea, but, um, but we need to be living such clear lives in front of other people that they can catch our relationship with Jesus. That, that they start praying like you pray because they've heard you pray. That they start reading the books of the Bible, that you love reading the books of the Bible because they've heard you read the, those books of the Bible. Maybe because you've read them with them. And so we need to be living transparent lives. We need to be living uh, in close enough proximity to one another that we can, that we can learn from each other. Yeah? Uh, because none of us know everything there is to know about the Word of God. And any time... I, I don't know if I should say this out loud, but any time you go on like YouTube, I, just on this morning I saw something... And it was just like this one pastor calling out all these other 10 churches and they're all and calling them all false prophets. And it's just like, oh, mate, gee, that's a bold statement. That's a bold statement. I don't really feel like the body of Christ should be attacking itself. Um, that, that's, and which, so he's either right and they actually don't belong to the body of Christ or possibly he's wrong or he doesn't belong to the body of Christ and he's actually just using the name of Jesus. Oh, it's, it's harsh. I don't ever want to be, this is what, we need humility and teachability. And that's the, like the opposite of that. So feel free to ignore any YouTube videos you see like that. Um, just, I didn't, I didn't even, I didn't watch it. So I don't know what he said. Um, but just the title itself, it's just like, ah, that just doesn't, that just doesn't taste like Jesus to me. Um, yeah, horrible. Anyway, this is being podcasted. <laughs> So I'll stop right there. So today, uh, we're going to do something a little bit different. So last time we talked, because we, we've been talking about knowing God, and we leaned into that, and we talked about worship and prayer and, and um, the Word of God being really central to getting to God, to getting to know God, and it's so important to know Him. And then uh, in the following week, we talked about how to make Him known. And uh, I even talked about discipleship and the, how important it is for us to be discipling our children and, and then us as a family, us as a village to disciple the kids in our church um, is so important, which is what Parallel is all about. Um, and, but today I want to take it a, a step further and I actually want to teach you a tool. Some of you might already be familiar with it, but it's a fantastic tool and it's really interactive. And I know through these school holidays, all the kids are in here with us. And so I'm really aware of that. And I, I want to be as interactive as possible. Um, so we're going to be interactive today. Is that all right? 
I know some of you just came to church to hide, all right, but today is not that day, I apologize. Uh, <laughs> so, but, so what we're going to do, we're going to do something called a Discovery Bible Method, uh, otherwise known as a Discovery Bible Study. I like the word method because it's really more a how to read, a, a way to, a method of engaging the Bible. Um, it's not so much a study as much as a, a method. And it's really simple. I'm going to read you a passage of Scripture based in Matthew 14. So if you have brought your own Bibles, feel free, even if you have a, a backlit Bible, um, like this one, you know, a backlit Bible, your phone or, or a t- tablet, you feel free to use that. Um, I actually have Bibles scattered through the church, so I've got a whole bunch on that back table and a whole bunch here. So if you would actually like to, to uh, come and use one of these, you feel free. But I'm going to read it to you. Um, and I've actually got a video I'm going to show you as well, because one of the helpful things as we lean into this, what's called a discovery Bible method, is we are going to listen to the Word of God together and engage the Word of God together. And sometimes it's helpful. You hear different things if you read it in two different versions. So what we're going to do today um, is I've got the New Living Translation here because I like the way it's, it just reads really smoothly. Uh, these ones are all in NIVs, uh, I think. I think they're all NIVs. Um, and then, well, I'm actually going to show you a video because some of us are, are really visual learners. Uh, I won't ask you to put your hands up, but I know I'm a visual learner. And so, I, uh, so this is actually someone... Um, reading the Bible, but then the actors are like acting out the scene, which is really fun. And so uh, I'm going to read Matthew, the book of Matthew, chapter 14, verses 22 to 36. And um, this is actually, and I'll have it on the screen as well, okay, just in case that's your preference. Um, I've tried my best to fit it all on one slide, which may or may not be helpful. Um, (laughs) I don't know if you can see it. Can you guys see that all right? Yeah, it's not too bad. Um, But like I said, uh, grab your own Bible as well. So I'll read it for you uh, out of the New Living and and then we'll watch video together. And then I'll I'll, I'll tell you our first question just so you know, so you can already be thinking it. Uh, I think it's on the next slide. And our first question that I'm going to invite you to think about, even to pray, is God, what is it that you're showing me? Now there's, I don't know how many people here, there's like 60 people, 70 people here. And God, I expect that God's going to show me something different than he shows you, something different from me he shows that. He's, he's going to show us lots of different stuff. I totally believe that God is always trying to speak to us. And one of his favorite methods is through the word of God. Okay, so, and, uh, so uh, that's the question. Uh, God, what is it you're trying to show me today? It might be personal. You don't have to share it with other people. But normally, it's uh, something that would actually help other people too. So this is the first question that we will ask. Uh, pray, and I'm actually going to give you a, like a, a moment, like a 30 seconds to a minute, to actually pray in silence and, and say, all right, God, now we've read through that. Now we've watched that. Uh, now we've engaged with the Word. What is it that you are showing me? It might be something, like I said, it might be something directly, you know, maybe you're a, maybe you're a teacher kind of person and you're like, oh, you know, I, I looked up this word um, and, and maybe that's how he'll speak to you. Maybe it's more the emotion of it. Uh, God will speak to each person different. 
Okay, does that all right? And then, then there's, we'll do it again with another question in a moment. All right, so let me read it to you first, and then we will watch the video. So Matthew chapter 14, verse 22. Immediately after this, sorry, let me give you some context. Jesus has just fed the 5,000, which was 5,000 men plus women and children. So it's probably in the vicinity of 10,000 people, um, many scholars believe. Uh, his cousin, John the Baptist, has just been arrested. Um, so this is kind of the, the scene that we're in. But God, Jesus has just performed this ridiculously awesome miracle of feeding all these people. And this is where we come into the scene. So he's just fed them and he's in the process of sending them away uh, during this. Okay, verse 22. Immediately after this, Jesus insisted that his disciples get back in the boat and cross to the other side of the lake. This is the Lake of Galilee. While he sent the people home, so the people, the 10,000 people that were there, roughly. After sending them home, he went up into the hills by himself to pray. Night fell while he was, al- while he was there alone. Meanwhile, the disciples were in trouble, far away from land. There's other verses that actually unpack that a little bit. Um, they were, it talks about there were many stadia away, and a stadia is somewhere between 100 and, around 190 metres. So there were many lots of 200 metres away from land. So they were, they were in the middle. So meanwhile, the disciples were in trouble far away from land, for a strong wind had risen. And they were fighting heavy waves. About three o'clock in the morning, other versions say between three and six o'clock in the morning, the fourth watch of the night, Jesus came toward them, walking on the water. And the disciples saw him walking on the water. They were terrified. In fear, they cried out, Ah, it's a ghost! Probably just like that. (laughs) But in Aramaic, that's right, not in English. Yeah, that would have been super weird. So so Peter, talking about super weird, Peter went over the side, sorry, Peter went over the side of the boat, over to the the side of the boat, and he walked, hang on, I missed a bit, sorry. I was distracted, I was writing it in Aramaic. Um, Verse 27, but Jesus spoke to them at once, don't be afraid, he said, take courage, I am here. And Peter called out, called to him, Lord, if it's really you, tell me to come out in the water. Tell me to come to you walking on the water. And Jesus said, yeah, come on. I don't know how he said it. A lot of these versions are like, yes, come. I don't think it was like that. Uh, I think it was like, yeah, yeah, come on. Come on, he's come. I love your faith. So Peter went over the side of the boat and walked on the water towards Jesus. Verse 30. But when he saw the strong wind and the waves, he was terrified and he began to sink. Save me, Lord, he shouted. Jesus immediately reached out and grabbed him. 
<laughs> you have so little faith. Jesus said, why did you doubt me? When they climbed back in the boat, the wind stopped. Then Jesus worshipped him. Sorry. The disciples. Thank you. This is my wife, everyone. Um, you keep, keep correcting me. The, the disciples worshipped him. You really are the son of God, they exclaimed. After they crossed the lake, they landed at Genesaret, Genesaret, Genesaret. There's many ways to say it. Genesaret, Genesaret. When the people recognized Jesus, the news of his arrival spread quickly throughout the whole area. And soon people were bringing all their sick to be healed. They begged him to let the sick touch at least the fringe of his robe. And all who were touched, all who touched him, were healed. Wow. What is God showing you? Let's go ahead and roll that video. Immediately, Jesus made the disciples get into the boat and go on ahead of him to the other side while he dismissed the crowd. After he had dismissed them, he went up on a mountainside by himself to pray. Later that night, he was there alone, and the boat was already a considerable distance from land, buffeted by the waves because the wind was against it. Shortly before dawn, Jesus went out to them, walking on the lake. When the disciples saw him walking on the lake, they were terrified. It's a ghost, they said, and cried out in fear. But Jesus immediately said to them, Take courage, it is I. Don't be afraid. Lord, if it's you, Peter replied, tell me to come to you on the water. Come, he said. Then Peter got down out of the boat, walked on the water and came toward Jesus. But when he saw the wind, he was afraid and, beginning to sink, cried out, Lord, save me! Immediately, Jesus reached out his hand and caught him. You of little faith, he said. Why did you doubt? And when they climbed into the boat, the wind died down. Then those who were in the boat worshipped him, saying, Truly, you are the Son of God. When they had crossed over, they landed at Gennesaret. And when the men of that place recognized Jesus, they sent word to all the surrounding country. People brought all their sick to him and begged him to let the sick just touch the edge of his cloak. And all who touched it were healed. Okay. Now I'm just going to give you, like I said, 30 to 60 seconds of silence and just pray. Just ask God, what is it you're showing me? What are you highlighting to me? If you want to read, read your Bible, we, you can do that as well. Can you go ahead and put the, um, the verse back on the screen?
Okay. Fantastic. So why don't you go ahead and share whatever has come to your mind to the person next to you. So that way everyone gets to talk. And uh, so go ahead and share what stood out to you. If you're in a family group, I'd encourage you, get all the, all the kids together. Um, just go ahead. I'll give you a couple of minutes. So just be quick. What did God say to you or what is God showing you? Can I get you to take this around? You know how to turn it on. Awesome. Hey, Daniel. Okay, okay, this is a different way to do church, isn't it? All right, so now what I'm going to do, I've got, a, I've got two gentlemen here, Aidan and, and Daniel, and they've got microphones, and so uh, if, if, you would, if you feel willing, brave enough to, to share what you feel like God's saying to you or what you saw in the passage, um, maybe just put your hand up and one of these guys will come to you. So go ahead and stand up, Aidan and Daniel. Who would like to share something that they saw in the passage? What is God saying? People just aren't used to speaking in church. There we go. There's one there. Daniel, you go. You come to Sylvia here in a minute. It's all about faith. It's about faith? Yep. Okay. It's about faith. I love that. That is certainly a strong theme. Fantastic. It's about faith. Go, Sylvia. I noticed Jesus was in trouble. Jesus was in trouble. Yeah, his cousin's been arrested um, and this is his job on earth is to present the kingdom of heaven. That's exactly what John was doing. Right. And he got arrested for it. So, oh, he hadn't been arrested. Oh, you mean John got arrested. John was, but Jesus. He was troubled or he was in trouble? Jesus was facing. Yeah, he was. Facing. um, Opposition and facing. Come into grips with his mission. (laughs) Yeah, 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 absolutely. I'm just going to write, he was troubled because you're right, he he had stuff on his mind. Yeah, and he's just fed 5,000 people, would be tired, um, sad. Yeah. So he he wasn't on top of everything himself. Yeah, absolutely. And I think he had the right, he did the right thing, right? And that right thing was to go and spend some time 
in prayer yeah. with his father. Sorry, I'm speaking into it now as well. Brian. I just Sorry, I'm Yana. Um, I noticed that Peter was in constant eye contact with Jesus. Mm. And I think that, and no matter um, how weak or strong our faith is, we need to be constantly focusing on Jesus. So I could see myself as, you know, Peter, that, you know, he, um, you know, he fell into the water and, you know, we go through our trials and tribulations and we are to um, delight in those tribulations, it says in the word of God. And then, you know, yet he fixed his eyes on him and then he came and went through that, didn't he? Yeah. Absolutely. Thank you, Yona. That That was wonderful. Peter uh, yeah. had his eyes. Sorry, did I say it right? right. Yeah, he had his eyes fixed on Jesus eyes. constantly. You know, whether we go yep. through strong faith or trials, tribulations, yeah. we just need to set our eyes on him. Yeah. And I noticed he had his eyes fixed on Jesus. He did. Yeah. He did. No, absolutely. Thank you, Brian. Yeah. Well, I dearly love for Jesus to walk through here so I could touch the hem of his garment. Yeah. I'm not sure everyone else would. Yep. So can you say it into the mic. It is. I don't need it. Um, <laughs> the people listening to on the podcast will need it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, sorry. That's um, all right. Yeah, so like I said, I, I would dearly love for Jesus to actually walk through this door and just wander through so we touch the hem of his garment. You know, yeah. So we could be healed instantly. Oh. And that's for our faith. Yeah. But because it, it's not going to happen, we have to have the, the faith to believe that, you know, we pray mm. and God answers. And yeah. So, yeah, that's, but I'd rather take the easy way. Than the <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. It, oh, mate, if Jesus actually showed up in physical form for us to engage with and even, like I said, to touch the hem of his garment, that would be fantastic. And, uh, but obviously he has got his representatives here. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You. Yeah, that's right. Filled with the Holy Spirit. So if someone needs prayer, you go to Brian afterwards. And... Uh, <laughs> No, so I'm just going to write, um, uh, uh, how shall I sum that up? Um, people were with, touch Jesus, yeah, cool. All right. Don't mind my back? Yeah, Olga, you got the mic, go for it. Did you have something? Come on. So I was thinking about that and then I thought sometimes we're like that in our Christian world when things start going wrong, we have to say that the beginning. Yes. You know, we, we step out and believe in God, but then as um, life circumstances you know, start throwing things at us and we're just going to take our eyes off Jesus. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah, I think it's. it's uh, I'm so grateful that somebody pointed that out. Jordan, can you just check that mic? Is it, is it turned on? So, because uh, that's where my mind goes as well. There was this. Um, it sounds like an accusation in in the word that we read uh, that, oh, you have little faith. But the truth is, a Jesus actually in only one or two chapters before this had just said you only need faith the size of a mustard seed. Like that was actually just in a couple of chapters ago. Um, so not very long ago in this time scale either. So he'd just finished saying, you only need a tiny bit of 
mate, mustard, a mustard seed is probably the smallest thing he could think of. Uh, and it actually grows into the largest of trees. And so that's Jesus' point. You don't need much faith. So I don't, he wasn't actually uh, accusing him, like we might read it in, in our English trans- translations, but G- Peter actually showed more faith than everyone else. If he had a little bit of, a little bit of faith... How much faith did John have and Andrew and all those guys who were like too... Well, they were probably still scared. Um, whereas I'll, I'll, Peter has so much faith in comparison. He's like, if that's really you, let me come out to you. Oh, I think that's a really good, really good. Yeah, so thank you. I'll try and sum that up. Um, sorry, I, I don't know your name. Jan, Jan, what did you see? Stormy. Yeah. Mm. You know what? I'm going to try and sum that up. Where's Aiden's microphone? Can we, let's bench that microphone. Test one, two. Oh, oh okay, it is working. All right. You two. Guys, you guys are saying it so well. Um, but if, if, correct me if I'm wrong, but what I, what I understood you to say is, is the disciples found themselves in this moment where the waves and the wind had come up and it was just their circumstance that they were in. They hadn't done anything wrong. They were actually obeying Jesus by going into the boat and going across. That's exactly what they told him to do. And uh, the waves and the wind buffeted against them. And, uh, but they were actually in obedience. And so often when we, when, when we have trials and stuff that come against us, as the waves and the wind buffet against us, sometimes we can go, Ah, God, where are you? Where are you in the middle of this? And the truth is, yeah, he's walking on the water right next to you. And you just gotta, um, and you just got to trust and believe, especially if you know that he's told you to do it. Did that sum up what you were saying? Great. Yeah. It's, uh, do you want us to use that microphone, Jordan, or not? No? Okay. Test one. So um, it's working at the moment, isn't it? Have you got something to say? Since you're working here. You? This lady for, for... This lady first? All right. Cool. Sorry. Go for it. Uh, okay. Uh, what he's trying to say is that faith, that everything is possible. Mm. Nothing's impossible. And as human beings, we do come forward and help others, but in some situations or circumstances, we can't be there. And so what you do is just sit back, relax, don't worry about things, just pray, and just watch the miracles happen. Mm. And everything everything will turn out okay. That's all you have to do. Absolutely. So if you didn't hear that, um, our posture as followers of Jesus not only is to obey get in the boat and, and go, uh, like what Jan was saying, but actually to pray and to turn to Jesus and actually have faith mm-hmm. that, uh, that he's going to be right there with us. And everything it? becomes possible. And everything becomes possible. Mm-hmm. I love it. Yes. I love it. Okay, let's have one or two no more. No such thing as impossible. <laughs> Sorry? No such thing as impossible. No, no such thing as impossible. That's it. No, certainly when Jesus is there. No, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Brother. So my name's Mike and... Uh, I was a professional fisherman, fish off the coast here in Brothers Islands. 
Cool. And we got into some rugged weather at times, a cyclone one time, caught us out. They told us that it had gone and fizzled out, and so we went off with our grey boat out there, and we got into some trouble and some big waves and stuff. The last thing you do is jump off the boat. Yeah. <laughs> you, know? Come on. you hang on, you know, you just hang on. And even if it starts breaking up, you hang on to that thing, you know, when it's a storm. So it's so unnatural, this story, isn't it? But I was thinking about it only just the other day, actually, this scripture. And, and so Peter was a professional fisherman. And he knew about storms. And he knew that. You don't jump out of the boat, but tells me he loved his Lord. That's it. Mm. And it's Jesus when they settled. No, it's not a ghost. It's Jesus. And so I yeah. want to be with him. Yeah. And so it reminded me, and God was speaking about this the other day, so that there is absolutely nothing that's, that comes up against you that's going to separate you from me. Come on. And he's access there. There's nothing can prevent yeah. you from coming to me. Yeah. And so God reminded me that afresh just the other day Fantastic. in my older age. Praise God. Yeah, come on. <laughs> Fantastic. Thank you. Yeah. Um, isn't, that, isn't that wonderful? Like, we can always go to Jesus. There's nothing. He created everything. Like, he can certainly, he's certainly strong enough to walk through any and every situation that we're going through. Mm. Uh, I feel like this is probably a nice segue for us to Sorry. move into the next one as soon as Emma has spoken. <laughs> Sorry. No, go. Um, I was just... In the words of Jesus where he says, take courage, I am here. Um, just the words, I am, and reminding of just the power of, I guess, the God we think of in the Old Testament. Um, but just the comfort of knowing that that is actually who we have mm. with us. The great I am. Mm. Thank you for saying that. I'm so glad. Uh, one of the reasons I chose the New Living, Test, uh, the New Living Translation is because it has this little, you know how you press the button and it goes to the footnote? The footnote in the New Living is um, the reference to Exodus, the, the, the chapter in Exodus where it talks about I am. Like there's a, some intentionality, according to the translators of the New Living, uh, there's some intentionality that Jesus said, I am here. I am the I am and I'm here. You don't have to worry, which is uh, certainly a theme that we've, been, that we've been sharing. That is wonderful. Thank you for saying that out loud. So good. Okay, so now we're just going to move to the, uh, this next moment. I'm going to give you another moment of quiet, and I'm going to give you a new question. Okay, so we've been talking about what has God been telling us. And so I haven't written down the last couple, but God's been talking to us about faith um, and connected with Peter. He, had, he, he was accused of having little faith, but that's all you need. You only need a little bit of faith. And in fact, he had way more faith than everyone else in the boat. Um, and he actually walked on water. Uh, we can't forget that. He actually did it. Not in his own strength. He did something profound because he was there keeping his eyes on Jesus. Beautiful. What does that mean to us? So keep Peter, uh, keep Peter kept his eyes focused on Jesus, and that's who we need to be. People, uh, afterwards, when they got to the other side, people had just heard the rumor of Jesus and came to him needing healing. And they, they didn't, he did, Jesus didn't even have to do anything. All he had to do was let, allow them to touch the hem of his garment, which is actually, you may or may not know this, but it's actually a reference back to, I believe it was Elijah, or is it maybe Elisha, or both of them, who actually people were healed just by touching the hem. 
of their garment. So it's actually some historical reference there as well. Um, Peter had had only a little faith, but way more than everyone else. The wind, I love this point, the wind of the waves came against us, but they were still in obedience. I think that's a profound thought. That as we aim to be people who obey God, that doesn't mean the wind of the waves doesn't come against us. And our posture, bringing us to that the last couple of points, our posture needs to be one of always turning our attention back to Jesus, knowing that he's right there with us and he is the solution. No matter what's going on in your life, he's the solution. He's the solution to our physical problems, to our mental problems, our emotional problems, to our spiritual problems. He is the solution. Wonderful. Okay, I'm going to give you another uh, 30 seconds to a minute of, of quiet and I'm going to give you a new question to, to ask God. All right, God, if this is what you're saying to us, what do you want me to do about it? So that's the question. Let's pray and ask God what he wants you to do about it. Okay, take a moment, tell the person next to you, whoever you were talking to with before, this is what I feel like God is asking me to do. Because some of you, maybe God has asked you to actually confess something. Oh, I used to think this, but now I'm thinking, oh, God's actually telling me maybe I need to mold my thoughts on that. That's called repentance. (laughs) So go ahead and take a moment. What is God asking you to do about it? Share it with the person next to you.
Give me 30 more seconds. Okay. All right. So who would like to share? Have we got some microphones that are working well? Should we just use one, Jordan, or you want to try both? Both? Both is good? Okay. You got one? All right. Who would like to share? Hand up. Thank you, Sean. For me, it's just being intentional about growing and having faith and that stepping out because Peter was very intentional. Yeah. He put his faith into action intentionally. Be intentional. Yeah, just that. Uh, about developing faith? About developing faith, about growing faith and about stepping out in those opportunities that come up that unexpected because Peter did not hop in the boat thinking he was going to hop out of the boat. <laughs> That's right. Fishermen don't do that. <laughs> no. So I think, you know, when you see Jesus in unexpected yeah. circumstances, just That's to right. be intentional. Yeah. I love the word intentional. I, I think we need to lean into our intentionality, especially when it comes to knowing God, knowing our word, obeying God. So many people are like, oh, I'm just waiting to see if God will make me do something. I was like, actually, we should just start doing something. There's stuff he's already told us to get, get busy with and uh, just start serving him and, and then allow him to shape you as you go. Fantastic. All right, hand up. Who, what, what is God showing you or what is he asking you to do about it? Well, wait, yeah, there we go. Thank you. Good morning, my name is Glenn. Um, I think being obedient, you know, God sent them, as uh, the lady said, he didn't send them into a wonderful lake of calmness. These were hardened blokes that knew what was coming. And yet he insisted that they go. He didn't ask them. He insisted they go. So I think being obedient to the will of the Lord and being willing to hear what he wants you to do when you are going to go through those storms, um, knowing that he is there, and then, as has been mentioned already, taking that step uh, goes back to the Old Testament when the, you know, they were standing in front of the, the river and the Israelites were behind them. They had to put their feet into the water first before the sea parted. Um, so we need to be active in, in doing those things that are obedient to the Lord. And if it means going into the storms, that's, that, that, that's how you endure the rainbow, yeah. is going through those storms. So being obedient to what the Lord is yeah. telling us and leading us and and that'll curb your fear of that storm. Yes. You know, because the devil has a foothold in our lives as we go through various circumstances. And he puts us into this doubtful and, and fearful spiral. Um, and he steals our joy through fear. Um, yeah, and we need to just Thanks. be... So good. Thank you so much, Glenn. I, I've written... So what I've written is, be obedient to God. And one thing I noticed in the video... Now, the, word, the words in the scripture don't say what was the weather like before they got in the boat. 
Okay, so, but the, the makers of this video assumed actually the wind was up a little bit. Did you notice that in the video? That it was a, it was a, a little bit. Now, obviously, they were seasoned sailors, but did they know that the weather was going to turn? We don't know. But uh, it does say it came up suddenly, so they might not have known. Maybe they had clues, maybe they didn't have clues. Um, but if, if, it was, if it did look a bit rough, for those guys who were seasoned sailors, maybe they were looking and kind of going, yeah, I don't know. That storm that's 10 k's away at the moment, that, that looks like it might be trouble. They probably saw the storm coming uh, from some distance, and yet they obeyed Jesus anyway. Uh, so, so like I said, there's some assumptions there. We don't know if they knew beforehand, but... Uh, either way, they obeyed, which is fantastic. And you also said something which I summed up. Don't be afraid, have faith. And I often consider faith like the opposite of fear. Often we have these two emotions rise up in us. Oh, God's telling me to do something. Two emotions. Fear. Oh, what if it doesn't happen the way I want it to happen? What if it, what, what if, what if, what if? But then faith. Um, faith is, is, is kind of like courage. Faith isn't about doing something because you think it'll all work out. Faith is actually doing something even if you doubt or even if you wonder if it will work out. Faith is the act of obedience whether you think it will work or not because they told, Jesus told you to do it. Does that make sense? Yeah, so I, I love that. They were afraid and in that moment of fear, where people are freaking out still, Peter's response was, hey, if that's really you, let me come out in the water. That looks like fun. Um, you know, I don't exactly know how he was feeling. But fear was the temperature of the boat. And Peter went, nah, if that's Jesus, then I'm fine. I'm good. That's faith. And then he was accused of having only a little bit of it, which was profound. <laughs> No, you're right. He wouldn't have come if, unless Jesus told him to come. Yeah, but Jesus did so. He's like, yeah, come on. Yeah. Yeah, so just for, if you didn't hear that, when you know it's God, then you don't need to be afraid. If you're confident that God has told you to do something, you don't need to be afraid. Is that, does that sum up what you said, Sylvia? Yeah, thank you. Excellent. All right, what else is God saying for us in the room? Some, yep. Fantastic. Um, I think for me it's, it's about trust. Um, it's the same thing about faith, but trust. Because God has the power. Yeah. And he showed that over nature. He showed that over sickness. But it's to trust that the things that you're praying for, the things that you're asking God for, that he's got them. Yeah. And that you don't need to work in that, but you need to trust in him and pray and continually for that. Thank you. That, that is a beautiful distinction between the word faith and trust. Because is God trustworthy? Is God worthy of trust? He is. He is. Absolutely he is. So our posture needs to be one of trust. We need to trust. Even when we see that that looks crazy. No, no, no one in their right mind would do that. Brilliant. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, there's another hand and there's another one at the back. At the back. Go for it. 
what we can do about this is we can pray for more faith. Yes. Pray for more faith. You know, you've actually identified something here. Faith is a choice. Often. Absolutely. Trust is a choice. But faith is actually also a gift of the Holy Spirit. It's actually a gift that we can pray for. If you feel like you need more faith, ask God for it. There's an invitation in Scripture to do that. I don't know where it is right now, but, <laughs> but there's the gift of faith, which I, believe, I think is it Galatians that, that talk, when, or is it Corinthians or possibly both? Uh, there's a gift of faith. And so if you feel like, oh, all right, God's asking me to do something, but dot, 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 you can pray for more faith. And, and he'll, he'll be, he loves being strong in our weakness. If there's, a, there's a, such a strong theme in the Bible where God just loves to be strong in people's weakness. In fact, I think it's his preference. <laughs> he doesn't like to, for me to, to be strong when I'm strong. He likes to be strong when I'm weak so that it shows his strength. I've often struggled with that scripture. Yep. As the guy's radical, his faith, he steps out, but he gets rebuked. Mm. And I don't think it's a rebuke, but you've already said it. Could yep. be that scripture in other places. He says, guys, if you've got the faith of a mustard seed, you can yep. tell a mountain. It's, 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 that's yep. all you need. Yep. And so I believe he's acknowledging that. Mm. You have that faith. Yep. Don't doubt. Oh, you know, yep. But his faith was in Jesus, not himself. Yeah. He wasn't stepping out. You think, you know, he's showing off in front of the guys you know I'll show you what sort of disciple what wasn't showing off he just wanted to be with Jesus he had faith in Jesus but then he looked at the storm he started looking at the natural maybe at himself man I can't even swim you know yeah absolutely. And, and he sank that's what I think now yeah come on absolutely there's he he's previously if I may unpack that slightly he's previously said you only need a little bit of faith yeah. and then he accused Peter oh you have a little bit of faith and you walked on water. If you don't feel like you've got a lot of faith, that's okay. You only need a little. That's right. You only need a little bit. And that scripture, I believe, it's either Matthew uh, chapter 12 or 13, where it talks about um, uh, this small mustard seed faith grows into the largest of, of trees. That, and it talks about that all these birds and stuff come in and, and take shelter in its in its branches. It's the largest in the garden. It was the version I was reading this morning. Fantastic. Yeah, thank you. That's brilliant. I'm going to start wrapping it up. Does anyone have anything else to share? Jan. <laughs> Talk too much, he said. Is all right? No. <laughs> um, you said pray and ask God, what does he want me to do? Well, yep. I think Sean said intentional. Well, God said to me, awareness mm. that the whole world is in a storm. The whole world yeah. is in a terrible, stormy weather. And they don't know the answer. They don't know how to get to the other side. But you do. We, we yep. believers do. So we have to realise that, we yes, our storms are there, but there's a much greater need is for to help in whatever way we can those that are out there in the storm don't know the way that we share in our little way the things God has done for us how he's helped us the big the little 
And as my husband always says, and you don't sweat it. You just be you, yes. but you be aware and you share. Great. Great advice. Okay. Thank you so much. So how I've summed that up on the whiteboard, hopefully it, it honours what you said. Be aware of your, of your neighbours. So be aware of the people around you. The biblical term for neighbour isn't just the people living next door to you. It's actually everyone else that you come in contact with. So be aware of the people around you and bring your faith. Bring your faith. When you have a friend uh, where there's stuff going on, whatever it is, just say, oh, wow, that sounds really hard. Can I pray for you? When people, people uh, often send me, I, I got one just a couple of days ago, actually. Um, they send me a text message. Can you pray for this situation? I have now got in the habit, instead of just saying, yes, and then sending the praying emoji, Instead of just doing that, I've actually started writing a prayer. I started this many years ago now. And I, I'll pray for them right there and then. If I wait and, and trust my memory, um, that's not... I don't think that's... A, that doesn't really honour the situation. You're better off. Just, pr- just pray straight away. Text it to them so that they, they may uh, come into agreement with your prayer as they read it and they say amen themselves. Does that make sense? So, guys, um, this is brilliant. Now, I'm going to take photos of this. I'll, I'll post it on our Facebook um, for, you to, for you to see. And, but this Discovery Bible method, um, is this, this is something that you can use. You can use it like, no, there's no copyright on this. If there is, I don't know about it. Um, so, this is a really simple method. It's, you, you read a scripture. You say, God, what are you showing me? What are you trying to say? And then, what are you going to do about it? There's often a third question you can ask, and that is, who are you going to tell? And so I'll leave you with that thought. Is there somebody that you need to tell about whatever God has shared with you today? Or about what we've talked about together as a a corporate church? Now, you, you, you feel free to use... This is wonderful in life groups. If you're not... We need to be unpacking scriptures together. We need each other. Absolutely, you do it on your own, for sure. But I've got to say, some of my most profound moments is when I'm in, in community, discussing it with other people. My wife and I talk scripture as she's preparing the meal just about daily. Like, you need to do this kind of stuff in community. Do it with your kids at home. Do it with your husband, with your wife. Do it in life group. I'd really encourage you um, to, to keep doing this. Have you enjoyed today? Because, um, again, while our church is a bit smaller, we've got so many people away on holidays at the moment. Uh, I'm actually thinking maybe we'll, we'll use this a little bit during these holiday periods. And this is the kind of thing that, that you are, I'd love you to do with our young people. So, obviously, I don't want to throw you in the deep end but at the same time, unpacking scripture with each other doesn't have to be complicated. Okay, and you don't need a degree for it. Oh, absolutely. Sorry, my wife just reminded me. Um, and they don't even have to yet be a believer. You can use the Discovery Bible method with unbelievers. If, if you, and this is, you know, I'm actually planning on preaching this at some point this year. But um, if, you, if you've got someone 
who, who is a friend, who would actually is just exploring faith. Um, can I encourage you? Don't just bring him to church. Church is weird. We all sit in rows and sing songs and drink out of tiny shot glasses. Like, it's, it's a weird, like, for someone who's never been here before, it's, it's, it's weird. And that's okay, because we understand it. It mean, is meaningful to us. But for someone who's exploring the idea of faith, it's not meaningful to them. You'd be way better off actually meeting with them one-on-one. Go out to your favorite coffee shop and, and, uh, and, uh, and just start reading the Bible with them. You say, oh, would you, would you like to read the Bible with me? Oh, sweet, let's, let's, let's just do that. This is a, and this is a really easy tool. All you have to do is have a, stories in the Bible work better. I think we did it on a Tuesday morning and someone said, oh, I've got this verse in Ezekiel talking about the angels and those really weird descriptions of angels. I mean, we gave it a crack. It was, a, it was an interesting discussion. Um, but guys, God is always speaking. In fact, Second, Second Timothy or First Timothy says uh, the whole Bible is good for teaching and rebuking and, and, and it's, it's good for whole... Oh, I can't remember the scripture. Anyway, let me wrap up on that. So uh, I think... I think we've enjoyed this. I think we'll do it again next week, except next week maybe I'll get someone to write it on the board for me so I can focus on you. Um, but let's close in prayer. And I certainly invite you uh, to can lean in. Lean into your relationship with God. Lean in. This is who we are. We are followers of Jesus. So God, we just thank you. We just thank you for everything that you've been showing us today through your word. And I, I love that it's not just about the the preacher uh, going and, and meeting with you and, and doing this for himself, for myself, and then kind of just regurgitating it to everyone else <laughs> for them to be fed. Uh, that's a gross picture. Um, uh, we are not penguins. We are people. And we can actually all read the Bible for ourselves. And you, our Father, want to speak to each of us. And so, Lord, I just pray that, that, that you'll help us be people who turn to you, who lean into our relationship with you, who lean into the word of God ourselves, because we're hungry to be fed by you. We're hungry to, be, to be follow you like sheep follow the shepherd. You are our great shepherd. And so, Lord, thank you so much. And Lord, today, I just pray that you'll help us be intentional in our faith. Grow it in us, Lord. Lord, I pray that you'll help us be obedient to you. Help us choose faith over fear every day of the week. And Lord, when we are feeling fearful, I pray that you'll help us trust you because you are trustworthy. Lord, I pray that you will give us the gift of faith when we need that. Well, we always need that. And Lord, we acknowledge that we only need a little bit of faith to follow you especially when we know that it is you who have told us to do something, then all we've got to do is trust you because you told us to do it. Help us be aware of the people around us, Lord, and help us bring our faith to bear in their life's situations as well. We want to be lights that shine brightly in Geraldton, Lord. We want to love people into your kingdom. Use us. We invite you to. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.
Well, I think we won't do a, a final song today. Uh, thank you so much. We have coffee, and I know my wife made cookies this morning, so I don't know how, if there's enough for everyone. So first in best dressed. Uh, come out and join us in the hall for some fellowship. Thank you.